0: Welcome to Spark Creators, a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become. This podcast invites creators and entrepreneurs from all over to share their stories and ideas. We believe every kid is creative. It's just a matter of taking that first step and starting now. We hope this podcast can inspire you to create something that makes a difference in the world. If you want to stay inspired, remember to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Or visit us at peachandplumlab.com/podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spark Creators. I'm your host Lee Zen. Today we have Ginny Glista, the founder of Biz Kids. Ginny is a producer and director known for Biz Kids, a business she founded back in 2008. She was also known for the mini TV show Mo Money with Mo, produced in 2018, and Fresh Take, produced in 2011. She has a business background and worked in the corporate world for a long time, but her passion and interest drove her into the business of teaching money and entrepreneurship for kids. Ginny also lived in California, so I actually had met her in person before our chats on this podcast. In the show, she shared some great process for video production and also delivered some amazing money and account management tips for kids and parents. I just cannot wait for you guys to hear her story and her ideas and insights. Now let's dive into the conversation with Ginny Glista. Hi, Jenny. Great to see you again. Can you say hi to our listeners and introduce yourself?
1: Hi. Yes. Uh, Thank you for having me on your show, Lee. Um, My name is Janine Glista, and I am co-creator and executive producer of BizKids TV series.
0: Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about your previous background and experience and how that led you to create BizKids?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um. Basically, I had been working in the corporate world for about ten years, and uh, and I got let go. And um, I guess the circumstances around me getting let go was was upsetting at the time. And I decided that's it. I'm no longer working in the corporate world right now. I'm gonna go do something entrepreneurial. And uh, I had done a, a short stint at a public broadcaster in British Columbia, and it had the idea of. Developing a show for um, kids to teach them about how to start their own business. So I thought I would work on that, and uh, basically that's that's how it started. Got it. Yeah,
0: and we chatted a little bit that you had a business background, right? But now you are getting into the media industry. Yeah, and so it's like combining that business background, like. Uh, something entrepreneurial related, but then you're using your new skills and then getting into, yeah, educating kids about entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah, I had uh, always been entrepreneurial as a kid, um, done all kinds of things, you know, from picking cherries to having a newspaper route um, to selling lemonade, you know, the classic. Um, And I'd been seeing articles of kids um, starting their own businesses and uh, was intrigued about the possibility of, Taking that and um, creating something entertaining with value and inspiring so that other kids could learn how to start their own business. Um, and I had taken basically the genesis of it was I'd taken somebody out for lunch, um, a local reporter because I was uh, I was just trying to get a sense of what media was doing in the uh, Denver area where I lived at the time. and I told him about my idea and he said, you know, just write a script hire some film students and uh, develop a sizzle reel for your idea. And so I thought, okay, I can do that. So, so that's what I did. And that, that sizzle reel kind of became my calling card for about three or four years as I shopped the idea around to find partners to help me out with it.
0: Okay, so another tradition we have is to have people to share some value or things they really believe in. Yeah. So if you would share one or two keywords with us, what would that be?
1: Well, I think when it comes to starting your own business, um with kids, I my advice would be to just try something. Kind of like the Nike slogan just do it. Um when it comes to starting your own business, just just try something. Um you know, it's always great to have a little bit of a business plan, but you don't even need to ha- to do that. Um I think if they have an idea for a product or a service, just develop the product, um try the service out. Um and then, uh, try it with some some friendlies. You know the people that are close to you, like friends, family, relatives, neighbors. try try your product or service out with them, and that will give you some immediate feedback to adjust. and you can go from there. Um, and I think the other the other thing would be to not fear failure um, because you'll learn so much from from starting your own business. And what we've noticed on biz kids is one thing tends to lead to another, and before you know it, they get a little bit of press in the local media, and then other people find out about them uh, because of the digital age and the power of the internet, and um, it tends to snowball after that. So just try, just try something. You never know where it's going to lead. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm a huge
0: advocate for. Um, kids just to start taking action you know for anything as you said even in the software industry that we uh, tend to use this uh, lean uh, method where you just prototype and fail fast so you can learn so much in the process and then that will lead to a better product a better result so the same thing for starting a business when you were young too right and uh, the fact is that nobody else expect you to be very successful so it's okay to <laughs> fail you know to Make mistakes, and then you yeah. just learn in the process. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And people people love seeing kids being entrepreneurial. Like they want to support, adults want to support kids when they see them doing something entrepreneurial and taking initiative and trying. Uh, so, so there's no shame, there's no fear in trying something. Yeah, and definitely. And that's why
0: the media and the press is interested in featuring stories like this because it's inspiring, right? It's encouraging, yeah.
1: Yeah, and when we were doing uh, research on kids to profile on our show, uh, we would find them predominantly through uh, media that's been published um, on them on the internet. You know, whether it's a small little um, article in a local paper or, you know, they appeared on the local news. Like, that's that's a lot. A lot of times that's how we found them.
0: Yeah, that's great. So um, you mentioned this a little bit, that how you changed from the corporate worlds and in from the business background and then into a producer and then the director and uh, would you say that you are having like a 50-50 balance you know between using the two um, skill sets or, or type of you know field, field that you are in or um, are you more of a producer than you know like or um, businesswoman or yeah what what do you
1: think? That's a great question. Um, I, I think the first The first answer that you said, 50-50. I think um, 50% of my brain is dedicated to um, figuring out how to grow and expand the reach uh, of BizKids or of any video project, media project that I'm working on. But I also have half my brain thinking about how do we create... Um, the the concept, the media concept that I'm working on, how do we create it so that it's very entertaining and visually appealing so that it has the potential to go viral or it has the potential to reach a lot of people because other people are sharing it. So, um, yeah, that that's a great question and, and I would say it's kind of 50-50. Got it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that you're using yeah,
1: both, of both the sides. Yeah, <laughs> the left definitely. and the right side of the brain, right? Yes, yes. So, what has inspired
0: you to start a business teaching um, kids about money and entrepreneurship? You mentioned a little bit about your experience. Yeah. But do you see that need when you first started or creating that in early 2000, right? That's a long yeah, like time ago. And I think that's like, like a sharp eye of looking into this niche market. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, at the time, uh, I was just following my passion. I was just following my interests. Um, but I had the good fortune of meeting my current business partners who are the folks that produced and created Bill Nye the Science Guy. Um, they had always wanted to do a show on money and kids, and so we actually blended both concepts of entrepreneurship and financial literacy skills, and at the time, it, it really wasn't a thing. Um, I, I think in the last you know, five to ten years, um, financial literacy and entrepreneurship for kids has become more prominent in the news and uh, people become more aware of a need for it, particularly in, in the school setting. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, the, the economic downturn of 2008, 2009 really um, helped bring that, that need uh, to the forefront of people's minds. So in a way, we were kind of lucky, like it was you know, a little bit of luck, a little bit of timing, um, and then the need all kind of combined to make people realize that we we really need to reach kids with this important content. And, you know, what's the best way to reach kids with this kind of thing, which can be dry and boring? Well, you know, fast-paced content with a sense of humor, uh, high production value, um, and, uh, and showing um, and showcasing stories of kids their own age doing something that they themselves could do, um, kind of uh, using real life stories to, to serve as inspiration. So, yeah, to answer your question, I, we didn't see necessarily need at the time. We were kind of all following our, our, our interests, but it kind of, it worked out that way that, uh, the timing was good.
0: Yeah, that's great. And, and nowadays, especially, you know, video is definitely dominating, like, mm, Oh my um, gosh, you know, the media world and also kids have so much more interest to focus on watching a video rather than, you know, read yes. an article or read a book, you know. So totally. It's the new age, yeah, for this type of media, yeah. And so how many shows or programs have you produced? So you, you mentioned a little bit about the money, you know, finan, uh, financial kind of education, yeah. And how many shows have you produced um, through BizKids, and what is your favorite?
1: Oh, gosh, well, we did 71 episodes in total. Plus we did a one hour documentary on a couple of social entrepreneurs. Um, I would say, gosh, one of my favorite episodes was one called where's my allowance. Um, I really love the stories of the kids that we profiled in that episode. And I, I think the topic of allowance is so universal. Um, but you know, it's hard to say, Really? What's, what's the favorite? I mean, I, I tend to have favorite stories of some of the kids that we, we profiled. Um, I, I really enjoyed the story we did on Mosiah Bridges. He's a really well-known entrepreneur that has a business called Mo's bows been extremely successful. Um, he's been on shark tank and he's, he's now creating bow ties for the national basketball (laughs) association. And, um, but I also really loved, you know, some of the smaller stories we did. We, um, We we featured a a really cute young seven-year-old girl, um, and she had a business called uh, Twice Love by Maggie B., and she just took items around the house and created jewelry and hair accessories out of them and sold them at a local store. So I love those little tiny stories as well where they're just beginning because those are really inspirational too. Um, Yeah, so those are two of my kind of favorite, favorite stories. You know, and I also love the stories of um we've we've profiled a lot of social entrepreneurs. Uh we had a young girl in uh Miami Beach who created a um a social uh business, social entrepreneurship business um called um One Page Closer where she will uh supply fully stocked bookshelves to low-income communities and their libraries and um she again she just started with one little idea found some resources and um worked with some folks who helped her scale her project and uh, she was really successful as well so um yeah truly inspiring a lot of these stories these kids are great
0: yeah and especially they are real kids you know that's like not some kind of um fictional you know like made up stories yeah that so that can really inspire kids You know, nowadays, like, it's very easy for kids to access these medias, you know, like phone, camera, computer stuff, and if they wanted to do, like, a YouTube channel or do some video creations related stuff, and if they have an idea, it's very easy to get started. So can you tell us a little bit about your process from the very beginning till end when you produce a series of shows, and maybe that
1: can inspire other people to do something similar? Okay. That's, yeah, another great question. Um, well, our process is is very large scale, um, but basically it breaks down to three stages. And so if a young person was trying to develop content, they would follow basically the three stages as well. So it's pre-production, production, and post-production. So in pre-production, you want to plan all your ideas out And for us, that meant having a brainstorm session with our uh, senior writers um, and specific people that have worked on the project for a long time to come up with what are some key topics uh, that we could cover in shows that we haven't covered already. Or maybe there's topics that we've covered before, but we'd like to do a deeper dive. For example, we did three episodes on credit, a couple on the stock market. Um, So we would identify, you know, some topics that we'd like to cover And we'd brainstorm ideas that we could um, incorporate into that kind of a show. Uh, But then one of us would would go away and develop what's called uh, specific learning objectives for that show. So what are kind of three or four bullets, three or four takeaways you want the viewer to have as a result of having watched that show? And even if you're developing a little bit of YouTube content, you know, think about what are the key points you want your viewer to walk away with and understand, Uh, so then for us from there, um, that information would then go to the writer's team and also the profiles department. So the writer's team would take, um, those points and develop scripts around it. And then the profiles team would go and look for stories of actual kids that match up with the content that we're trying to deliver. And so that was all done in pre-production. Then in production, we would actually produce the scripts. We would produce the stories of the real kids. And then that would all, all that content would go to our editors who then start the third stage of development, which is post-production. They would take all of the content, assemble a rough cut of the episode. um, Then the executive producers would start taking a look at it, massaging it, giving notes back to the editors. um, And then we would enter kind of like a final polish stage where we would have um, color correction and um, some audio engineering uh, done to uh, finish up the show. And then, of course, there's a little bit of technical stuff that goes on, um, gets added onto the shows and gets delivered to um, our uh, public broadcaster. So, yeah. But that's basically the three stages.
0: That's great. Yeah. You know, like seems like it involves a lot of people. It takes a lot of efforts and also time as well. Yeah. But all these content are actually free on the website, open to public. Yeah. So at some point we chatted a little bit that you guys actually were sponsored by some credit unions or PBS to support you guys to produce this. Otherwise, you know, it's impossible to offer it for free. But now People can get it for free on the internet. Just watch it, you know, whenever they want it because it's supported and sponsored by people. So can you tell us a little bit about how you get sponsorships or making, you know, some kind of shows that's not for profit, um, but just, yeah, just benefit the public. Yeah, so related to sponsorship.
1: Well, we were uh supported by a coalition of credit unions from across the country. So they came together and funded all of our our episodes and we were very grateful for them uh to the credit unions uh for that. Um but we were able to develop a partnership with them because their mission aligned with our mission. We both wanted to educate the public uh about money. And so if somebody's trying to find sponsorship, I would recommend looking for somebody that has the same mission that you that you might have. Uh, maybe it aligns with the topic or maybe it aligns with how you want to get the content uh, out to the public. Um, so I would say mission is important. But also I think um, for us, the credit unions really liked um, the track record that my partners have. They were, you know, Emmy award-winning team that produced and created Bill Nye the Science Guy. So they had, um, I can't remember, but, you know, I think about 25 Emmy awards. Uh, maybe more for, for that series. So there was a strong track record of success. So I think if you have a similar mission and you have people on your team that have a track record of success that can give the the potential funder confidence that the project will be executed properly, both of those two things can, can be a powerful match for um, trying to obtain sponsorship.
0: That's great. Yeah. It's a great lesson, I guess, for a lot of um, you know, social entrepreneurs out there who are yeah. you know, willing to spend time and effort doing things um, that can benefit the public, but may not, you know, like be able to earn a direct profit yeah, from that. Yeah, that is great. So what are some greatest comments or feedbacks you guys have got from your shows? Yeah, tell us more about that.
1: Uh, we've gotten a lot of comments from from viewers who've really uh, enjoyed the content. They find it funny, uh, very engaging. Um, still, I, I think the p- most popular part of our, our episodes are the stories of the real-life kids. Um, but I think one of the most powerful stories we ever received was from a mom somewhere in the Midwest where um, if she was a single mom with three kids and they were, they were down to their last 20 bucks and the kids happened to see the show and... Right away, they were inspired to go start mowing lawns and doing yard work with the neighbors. And they managed to get, I think, 50 bucks. And that helped with the family's groceries that week. And that was really powerful because, I mean, it sounded like they were in um, a really tough financial situation, but because the kids were inspired to go out and make some money for the family, they were they were able to help things along during that tough week.
0: That's all, all they need is to know that, They are capable and they can earn money as well if they want to, right? Yeah. They need to see, they needed to see the example. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely see other kids doing it so they know, oh, I can do that too. So, yes. Great. Yeah. Yeah. But growing a business is always hard. um, And especially that you have to secure funding and then produce. And this process takes a long time. And so, what are some difficulties along the way when you are producing those shows of growing your business? Yeah.
1: You mean for for biz kids or businesses in general? For biz kids, yeah. Yeah, well, um, you know, it was a large production. So um, sometimes there are problems or challenges with employees, you know, and you have to swap them out for for other people that maybe are more aligned with the vision of the show or more aligned with the style of working um, of, you know, my partners and I. So, you know, we've had some issues there in the past, Um, you know, always trying to meet uh, a hard deadline when you have so many, so many moving parts uh, with a large production that can be a challenge as well. Uh, You know, we've had issues where people have canceled last minute, um, you know, that we were expecting to, to do a story on them. Um, or uh, power goes out. Sometimes, one time we had a flood in our studio in Seattle. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's there's four partners, and we all have different personalities and different skill sets, so you have to work through um, those challenges. But you know, we've been partners for a long time now, so we're we're proud of that and proud of the work that we've done. But uh, you know, I would say to any entrepreneur, you're you're always going to to run into challenges, but it's the people that persevere you know, and um, are able to overcome those challenges that will ultimately have success. I mean, even like Steve Jobs, one of the most famous entrepreneurs out there, you know, he, he had a lot of challenges he had to overcome. But, um, you know, he's, uh, he's an icon, he's a legacy right now. So um, I think that's a, that's a great example of, of being um, strong in the face of adversity.
0: Yeah, that's great. So what is your vision for Bizkit's And do you have more ideas Mm. of producing different shows or? or?
1: Yeah, good, good question. Um, I think our vision for BizKids now is to um, broaden the reach. We'd like to reach more kids. Uh, We're not in production right now, but we still have our content uh, very available to people on our website. And uh, we're trying to transition our brand uh, into uh, more of a, a digital brand instead of being a showcase for our content um we'd like to take the content that we do have and slice and dice it and offer it up in different digital formats um so we're we're trying to build and grow the brand from that perspective um and uh you know I'd love to do another series uh, maybe targeting uh, millennials and money so uh looking at a couple options there so
0: yeah wonderful um so maybe last two questions before we wrap up yeah so are there any books, resources you recommend to parents or kids? Yeah. Besides biscuits.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we definitely have our book called how to turn a hundred dollars into a million targets, middle school kids and, uh, focus on teaching them, uh, financial literacy skills. And there's also uh, a good chapter dedicated to launching their own business. Um, but the, actually the young man that I spoke of, uh, Mo, Mosiah Bridges, who has Mo's bows, he wrote a book, uh, for kids and entrepreneurs, um, called a young person's guide to startup success. Um, and I read an early copy, and it's really interesting. He he does a great job weaving his own personal story into uh, lessons on helping kids start their own business. And then um, also recent gentleman I met, Brian Weisfeld, he wrote a book called The Startup Squad, and uh, that's uh, looks like it's targeting girls maybe under 12 years old um and giving them inspiration and the tools to start their own business as well so those those are two good books that i've become aware of recently helps kids um, start their own business that's great because
0: on the same series we're featuring brian and his um the startup oh Scott great too. Yeah. great wonderful yeah great um So besides the books and resources, uh, do you have any suggestions for parents who wanted to raise entrepreneurial kids?
1: Yes. Oh, that's another great question. Um, I would, my suggestion to parents, first of all, get them uh, to open up their own savings account, you know, um, so that they have their own money. Uh, And um, in our family, we use something called the Greenlight Card. It's a smart debit card for kids. And that's really resonated with our kids. Um, so they can attach their um, accounts. The parents can attach their accounts to um, that card and uh, do electronic disbursement of allowance. And the kids can help um, decide if they want to spend their money, spend their allowance, or save it, or even give a donation to somebody that they that they're interested in, an organization that they're interested in. Um, and then also, I think for parents, um, help your child brainstorm ideas on ways to make money. I mean, the parent doesn't have to necessarily be an entrepreneur themselves, but just provide the resources and the support. And uh, and I think if if they don't have the resources to invest in selling products, you know, help your child uh, come up with ideas to start a service. You know, like dog walking or cleaning someone's garage or their cars. Uh, you don't need a lot of financial resources to start a business, um, especially if it's a service-based business. So. So that, that's what I would recommend. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned
0: the letting uh, kids having their own account, you know, even though yeah. they are young and everything. Because I came to the U.S. actually after college. So okay. I had no idea how the credits and everything works <laughs> in here. And I had stumbled upon like yeah. a lot of difficulties and challenges I have to face, you know, myself and then figure okay. out like in real life situation. And then I was like, oh, my yeah. gosh, I wish somebody told me this before or, yeah. you know, just, um, yeah, things like that. So I think learning, like, I guess, finance, money and credits and everything like mm-hmm. that when you were young and having a little mindset about that is like just so important to get started. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and I think maybe some parents feel like they don't have the school uh, or the tools to to be able to teach their children money or maybe they've made mistakes themselves. But I think it's OK to learn together. And kind of have an open and transparent process with your kids. Um, I don't think parents have to know everything. But, you know, they can learn with their child and um, admit mistakes that they've made so that their, their child doesn't make the same mistakes. Um, and, uh, and I think you're right. I think learning from a young age is the most powerful. That's
0: awesome. Thank you so much. Janet. Oh, thank you, you for was, having me on the show. Yeah, I'm so happy yeah, to, um, to have you on the podcast again. And whatever you, you know, you have shared with us is just so valuable. And yeah. And if everybody wanted to learn more about, um, bizkids, just go to bizkids, B-I-Z-K-I-D-S dot com. That's right. You can see all the videos and access the resources you wanted, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Thank awesome. you for having
0: me on the show. It was great. All right. So that's a chat with Jeannie. She shared some wonderful tips with parents in the end. And here I just wanted to recap a little bit. The first suggestion she give to parents is to set up savings accounts for your kids. Basically, um, create a bank account to teach kids how to manage their money for different purposes like spending, saving, and even donating to charities are quite important so they understand that money is not just for um, spending and you can use money to do many different things. And as I also told her that I regret not learning about credit cards you know, credits, score, these kind of things earlier. And the same thing for kids. When they grown up, they have to learn about bank accounts, credit score. And if they can get access to these information earlier, then it's just amazing that I think they can start building their credit score and credit way earlier. And the second idea she give is to brainstorm ideas for uh, kids to make money. And you have to pay extra attention if your kid especially showed interest in being an entrepreneur, like they always had ideas, you know, they always wanted to make money for certain things, and they always wanted to do something new, uh, create something it's important for you to discover their interest. Like say, besides they are so entrepreneurial, what what are other passions they have? Maybe you can discover that interest that they have and then combine whatever business they want to do and then create a business with them. So definitely as a parent, support um, the back-end technology, you know, how to set up the business and how to get some kind of seller's license just to prepare some setups behind the scene so that they can actually focus on the creating and also marketing and branding to customers and in the process i think you guys will have so much fun together all right thank you guys for listening this is spark creators a podcast that empowers kids to learn create and become i'm your host lizen i will see you guys next time bye
1: thanks for listening to the spark creators podcast at peachandplumlab.com